welcome, ladies and gentlemen, because it's time. It's time for another episode of the Man Up Podcast. We got my homeboy. Let me go first. <laughs> I bet. I got my homeboy and co-host, Tyler, the Possum Copeland. Yes, sir. Also, my other homeboy and co-host, Wesley, the Armadillo Wrangler, Dunham, and my third co-host, fourth on the mic, Allen, Mr. Porch Talk himself, Aldridge. What's going on, fellas? Tyler up, brought the up? floss today with the red jumpsuit. But Ooh. also, before we jump into this week's episode, I do want to say a big shout-out to our sponsor, Mills Home Center of Columbus, Mississippi. Mills Home Center, where they got the deals and the thrills. And the prices to give you chills. You know, to save you all. The dollar bills. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go see my boy Sean Gates down at Mills Home Center. You got one? <laughs> I better not. Go, go get you. Go go in with it. I can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. I love his reaction. I'm going to see if he do it. He just ain't got it today. Got I was, I was about, some days he's got it. Some I was about to do something very derogative. <laughs> very timely for what we had to happen on billboards around town. Yeah. Well, it's been a wild week. It's been a wild week, man. Last week was a wild week. It was a wild week. It was, it was a, a good week. week, though, man. Yeah. You know what? You can't have you can't have a wild ass city without a wild ass week. Well, you can't. It's true. It's Columbus good. has become a wild city. Yeah, yeah. I still yeah. like it, man. Dude, when, I'm ready to move, but I like it. <laughs> when has it not been? I remember, like, dude, I'm just from like Kennedy and Millport across the state line, and I remember, you know, it's known as the friendly city, right? Mm. But everyone from where I'm from is like, oh, you going to Columbus? You better be strapped. Don't you better die. be strapped up. <laughs> yeah. Stay strapped. Yeah. And now, yeah, I'm, I'm going to just across that line, too. Yeah. Now I live in downtown Columbus. I'm like, I don't really experience the issues, but, like, they are there. I yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not terrible. It's like most places, honestly. Yeah. Like, most places that are bad, like, you only see something crazy every once in a while. It's like, like in your, like, for it to happen near you. Right. You know, it, it doesn't happen that often. Like, like you get time, people don't have a camera to take pictures of it. You know, facts. I mean? yeah. cool. facts. Anytime something happens, it's like you paint a hotel black just right. because of like one Whoa. incident. You know, is that a thing? I mean, I'm talking about like Rolling Stones. There's yeah. a there's a red door and let's paint it black kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I thought red was bad. No, you go out and paint the town red. That means you're having a good time. Oh, it does. What if you paint it white? Red door I don't know. I mean, you skied it all over everything. Black. Thank you for saying. Look at this songbird over there. Songbird. I caught the song. Man, Wesley yeah, the Songbird, Dunham. That's a good song. I think we might have just changed your <gasps> name. Songbird. We did. You songbird. are the Songbird because you're such a good singer. What are you Some doing? Some people do guys? call you the Songbird of our generation. I've heard that before. And by the way, me and them about to get together and he's going to learn some guitar. Nice. Is that true? How dope yeah. would it be if you just became like a local musician legend? No, I was just. Just killing it. Just killing it. You just, you're like, pretty, like, you just blew up as a musician. And then I come in here just wearing fat gold chains and stunting every time I go. Like you'd come in here. You'd be a legend. Yeah. You thought you were doing something when you had Lil White? You know, it's, it's funny that we just, we got Lil White, and we're not even a podcast that does guests. Music. Or, like, not, or so music. So dope, like, we don't even do music people. We don't do guests. We don't do anything. We just, we were just like, we want to have Lil White on the podcast, and we just... 
Got a little while on the podcast, yeah. you know. And you I'm know what? Tell you that. I want to do it again. I just it was a good conversation. Oh man, the it was whole great. Day was fun, wasn't it? Yes. The, the oh, it was so much was fun. And then the evening that man. Yeah, I, but I, I felt like it. we were in VIP for some reason that whole Y'all day. Y'all were silly. Did you? Not yes. really. Though, but I didn't really. I mean, everybody got the same experience, uh, but y'all every, did get to kick it. No, yeah, and then we like, sat with him to well, eat I and stuff. I felt like we were his entourage, though. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I guess I don't right? really like being somebody's entourage really that much. I don't feel like I'm VIP if I'm somebody else's entourage. Really? Mm, I don't really enjoy it. You never that. watched Entourage then, have you? Mm-mm. You're, on, you're VIP if you're with the entourage because you're part of, well, part I get, of the Yeah, team. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and obviously, I mean, it's cool kick it being part of Lil White's entourage for sure. But I would definitely like to be part of like... The Rock's entourage or something. That'd yeah. be fun. I'd like to just hang out with The Rock. Yeah, that'd be I just feel like that. I, like I mean, what, I mean what just like. What do you think Entourage is, though? It's mostly friends. Yeah, stuff. no, for, no, for sure. So what's wrong for with sure, it? It's sure. hype, man, dude. What's yeah. wrong with it? And then uh, how many, how many times do you it? see an entre- person in the Entourage also make it because you're in the limelight already? Yeah, it definitely probably happens. So. I'm, I'm, I don't know. That shit's dope. I don't know. I don't mind it. I mean, and I guess in a way, like, I've been part of people's Entourage a few times. I mean, because I. I I do actively try to seek out people that I can learn things from to be part of, like, they're somebody that's got something I don't. You know, that's like mm-hmm. when I'm making, picking who I'm going to be friends with, that's one of the things I look for. Like, I might just legitimately like, hang, I've got to also legitimately like hanging out with you. But, like, I also, it's a big bonus if, like, you better me in some way. Like, you encourage me to be better in some way. Or you, like, like have all these years. All these years. Yeah, you've been a big mentor for me, for sure. You're well too for. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, it, Like I'm not going to, I'm not, if, I, if if we don't vibe, we just don't vibe. But honestly, what I found is, like, as long as you're that kind of person, the rooms get so small as you continue to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And as you continue to try to upgrade who you are as a person and you become a harder worker and you become, you know, more positive and you become the kind of person that's trying to do big things. When you get around other people trying to do big things, they see it and they kind of want to be around you, too. Even if they're they're mentoring you, they see, OK, that's a that's one of them dudes like he's he's one of me. He's a go getter. Yeah, he's a go getter. So a lot of times when you get around those people, they kind of bring you under their wing almost because there's so few of them out there. There's so few people that are honestly out there trying to do shit. I mean, most people ain't trying to do shit. They talk about it. They talk about doing shit all the time. Mm. But who's actually doing shit? Mm. Who's actually going out and doing shit? Because that's the telltale. It's not how good you talk about it. Do you mm. actually do it? And and so when you get around other doers, they notice you. There's just you a know? difference between a plan, right? Like uh, there's there's a difference in like having a good idea. You can have a great idea, but if the execution's poor, right, don't matter. But if you even if it's poor, like we talked about last week, though, even if it's poor, just fucking execute. Yeah, most people just don't even execute. They don't even try shit. But also on this is like when you talk about people like Little White or like just you know people. We grew up listening to Little White, of course. That's cool, right? But uh, they say don't meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Oh shit, he didn't disappoint at all. No, not at all. I have never been disappointed by a hero. Really. And, and I've met three, and, like, we're boys, and, like, phone numbers exchange, and, like, we work together on some things. And it's a rarity because I hear so many stories about, like, people just being, that dude was just such a dick. Yeah, I mean, I some like, people, how, how did you approach him, you know? Yeah. Look, look at who the heroes are, though, mm-hmm. in some, some fashion. Right. That's, a lot of, that's, that's, that might, that's a big point. That's a big point. Some Who's the hero? Fucking losers have some fucking losers for heroes. I was expecting a lot less from Lil White. Oh, for sure. I, I thought he was going to kind of be, like, 
kind of thug, kind of a bad attitude, like kind of that the what I when I thought about oh, I was afraid that's what it was gonna be. And he gets here, man, and he just exude had this exuberant, like positive energy that he just walked into the room I with. I was nervous for y'all. Yeah, it was yeah. It, it was it was, was insane how he just like he kissed he, me almost. Yeah, he, he like just, immediately within thirty seconds of being here. Yeah, he knew, he just knew. He was like, Yeah, this dude's okay with me kissing him. <laughs> yeah, he just he face. just wow. Yeah, it, it was it was insane. It was like, he just, like like no homo, but it was, wore that, dude. I was wearing this. That's probably why he liked me so much. It's tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually it, was wearing this. He, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it honestly really was that way, though. It was like one of, he just walked in and he, it was like, man, it's just, it's not the, it, is, it was not at all the vibe I was expecting. I was expecting a lot more of a street thugged out, like, like kind of a chip on his shoulder, like acting like he has something to prove. But you know, I learned a lot, like looking at his, in, through his shit and stuff. Before it started, before we had him here, like his crowds are very different. Yeah. Like, if you mm-hmm. look at his crowds, like I'm sure he does act a certain way with a certain crowd. I'm sure. Versus everybody does like us. Bit. You walk into a room for the white folks, and why would you have to act like that? Yeah. We don't. He don't have nothing to prove to us. And you look at you look at Clearly, also just listen to his music and the way it's transformed boy, over the years, and he's just grown. And I think that I just I think that success leaves clues, man. I think that. People that that have been through, and that's something we talked about, like people that have lived a lot of life, like when you've done big shit and you've just been through, you've just been through it. You've just been through a lot of shit. Right. And it just changes you. It changes your persona. It changes, it kind of takes that chip off your shoulder a little bit. It kind of humbles you and it kind of, it kind of makes you a different person. And so I'm not saying that everybody that's famous is cool at all. Well, I think you alluded that to in the last episode when you were talking about, like, your fight career when you had the realization, you know, that that wasn't going to be it. Yeah. And you kind of had to pivot. Yeah. But, like, the realization will break you in that moment. Yeah. And I think think when when you're doing big shit, you have a few of those. You know, like, you, you have a few, like, realizations about, okay, well, who am I really? And am I this character I'm playing? And, and am I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think that like when I meet people that have done big things and think big, you know, think big and, and, and they just, they, they, there's certain tendencies that they have that I just really enjoy studying. And like, as he spoke, he didn't come out and say certain things, but like I heard him say things and there was a couple of times I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, I know what you're saying there. You're talking about like the kind of mindset that it takes to be successful. And I was, I was like, damn, I, I, I vibe with that, you know, because mm-hmm. it was, there's just a certain, there's a certain way that people that are successful think. There's a certain way, and it's not necessarily just being a go-getter. It's like just, I believe there's enough for everybody. Mm-hmm. I believe that's so important for people to have. I think there's enough for everybody to have some. I don't have to take from you. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Gates said, I want, I, I want, a ba- I want my bag and you want my bag, so we're chasing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like successful people out there chasing the back. Unsuccessful people chasing my back. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Because they don't believe there's enough for everybody else. Yeah. People that people that that ain't got it. People, you got to make that transition to an abundant mindset from a scarcity mindset. We talked about that a little bit last week. Because if you're the kind of person that thinks that there's only enough to go around, and not everybody gets to have some, and you know, like, bro, there's plenty out. If you will go out there and get it, there's plenty for you. You ain't got to take shit from nobody. You ain't got to fuck nobody over. I'm not saying that there's no successful people have never fucked somebody over. I'm not saying that there's some pieces of shit that fucked people over to get be successful, but what that's just not what I found. Yeah, but if you got that mindset though that there's just a limited amount, you're going to fuck somebody. You're gonna and you're gonna fail too. Yeah. 
Because you already, you know, you already yeah. think that way. You know, you already think like a fucking loser. We yeah. were, uh, I did an episode last week. It, it, I typically don't like doing podcasts when I've like had an incredibly awful day because like your mindset is already in the trash yeah. can. I actually had a rough day before this one, but and uh, buddy of mine hit me up and he had a bad day too. And like we were just talking, like, and we both had crap days, right? And he's like, "Grab your mics and come over to the house." And I was like, "You for real?" And we called the episode "Nothing's Right." And what we were talking about was like, you know, financial troubles or like just being burdened, like with just the day to day and just how things just don't go well. But like those trials, tribulations, those ditches, those ruts, those valleys. Is what makes it worth it. I agree it's, with it's that. It's what brings meaning to the table. Yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, it's what makes shit fun too. Yeah, in a way, you know, like kind of. And then you think about success, and like we often attribute success to money or finances. The most miserable people, miserable people in the world, have a lot of money. Can be. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think that's. I think that there are a lot of miserable people with money, though. Money definitely does not buy happiness. I think though. I think there's a lot of miserable people that are broke too. You know, way I think there's more, I, I way think more broke people that are miserable. Fuck yeah! I actually agree with that. I don't know I, if I do. I, I, I would think so. I think that I think that there is something to understanding that money does not buy happiness. Well, there's just more broke people. There's more people that don't way have money more. than do have people. So there has to be more miserable people that are broke. That's why so many people think money is going to fix things is because they're miserable and they think money's the answer and, and it's you can not. You give them money and they're still they're gonna still going to be miserable. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a thing like with like you take someone who is poor and miserable. And you could offer them a way and be like, look, we can give you an outlet to where you can have a little walking around money. Maybe you could go to Disney with a family next year. But there's a mindset. Back off your mic just a little bit. There, there's a Tyler, back off your mic. Am I breathing loud? I can hear you breathing. Everybody there, likes to hear me breathe. There's a mindset about it, right? Because, yeah. like, it's an endless cycle. And those people who are rich, I mean, they know how to invest and they know how to use their time. And, like, maybe it's a tool. Like, a lot of people didn't learn and then also – there's a lot of no disciplines where I just made a hundred dollars. I'm about to spend ninety five of it right right there. Yeah, you know. I know those people. Yeah, it's most that's everybody. Yeah, that's ninety nine percent of the population. That's honestly, you know, I so I joined a uh, I joined another mastermind this week. A different one. A different one. Yeah, for real estate. Um, I'm just gonna put my my business out there. I, I spent some cheese. I spend a lot of cheese on masterminds. Mm. I spend a lot of cheese getting in the right rooms because I truly believe we talk about success today. I know this is Tyler's favorite topic. We talk about success today, though. What the fuck that's supposed to mean? I know bro. you don't like talking about this shit. <laughs> what Look success? And your success and just, bro, I'm just successful as shit. <laughs> I know you are, but <laughs> I'm saying amazing. a lot of times you don't like talking. <laughs> to, you don't I like these. On y'all success <laughs> Let's run it. I ain't saying you shitting on it. Let's run it. Let's do so, it. Uh, but I spend a lot of cheese on it. I, I spend don't like a, talking about sticks and. Arrows killing birds were men. <laughs> we don't do that shit no more. It's a lot of shit we don't do no more. Apparently, <laughs> I found that out the hard way. So, so continue. Uh, I, I truly believe that success does leave clues, and I believe that one of the key <laughs> factors of success is keeping and having the right people in your life and being in the rooms with the right people mm -hmm. because you become the people you're around. And I, I've really, as I've gotten older, come to this place where, like. I'm very loyal to my friends, but if we are n don't see the world the same way, I distance myself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, I, sp I spent a lot of money. I spent, I'll be honest with y'all, between, I spent probably 50 grand a year on, on Master. I spent, this last one I joined, 
I'll just put y'all in my business. Thirty-five thousand dollars. Put me. I spent an extra thirty-five and put me in a room with you. I, I can't. Uh, Whatever, man. But <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, I ain't even got it honestly because I'm still. I, I actually haven't paid up the whole thirty-five grand. If you get it, will you do it? I, I might. Yeah. I want to get in that room. Yeah. So, well, you need to be in the room in the in the right industry too, though. Like I think that if you're in real estate, you need to be in a room full of people also trying to make it in real estate. If you're in the gym business, you need to be in a room full of people trying to make it in the gym business. Like. They're going to hold you accountable. And you know, a couple things, though, and I think this is why some people don't like these people, is when you get around those people, they don't let you bullshit. Like, no, they, they don't, don't they hold toes, you yeah. accountable. They will step on your toes. Yeah. If you're being a little bitch, they tell you. Like, they just be like, hey, bro, you're being a little bitch. Like, you need to suck the, the fuck up. Like, uh, like if, you, if you go in one of those rooms and you act like one of those I can't catch a break guys, mm-hmm. you go in those rooms and you, oh, woe is me. My life, I, I'll never, I'm never going to make any money. I can never make it. My dad and my mom and I have this background, whatever. They'll fucking, they'll kick you out probably. Like you just, you can't be in that room and be like that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Like you just won't vibe. Like, well, they don't want that around them neither. Right, they don't want that around them, and you just don't fit in. And those kind of people usually are not spending that kind of money. I spend more money a lot of times on being in these rooms than I pay myself. Like, I spend more money on masterminds than I take home. Like, real talk, no bullshit. I spend more money on masterminds Mm -hmm. and coaching from people who know how to be rich than I actually take home and live on. And a lot of people, an average person would hear that shit and they would be like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. What are you, what? What are you talking about? Bro, because I'm not happy at the, where I'm at. I need to be around the people that are gonna get me where I wanna get. I would much rather reinvest that money in the most important investment that I have, which is B. It's between my ears. The most important thing that I have is my knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that's going to get me to my plan B it's the, or my, 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 my point B. That's what's going to get me there is me. Yep. I tell y'all, I, like, and I'm not like a big Grant Cardone fan, but it's so funny to get on these people who talk shit about him and – this and that, and homie came from nothing and got rich. So they did this test, right? He did this TV show that we're going to drop you in the middle of nowhere with $10,000. We're going to give you $10,000, and you have, with no contacts, no cell phone, nothing, and you have 90 days to be a millionaire. He's like, bullshit, I'll be worth $10 million in 90 days. And he did it. Damn. In 90 days, he took $10,000 worth and was worth $10 million. By the, at the end of 90 days. So you can't sit here and tell me that it's because of where you were born. Well, you can't sit back, here and tell me none of that bullshit. To go back to something maybe you could comment on, too. Like, let's, we never did get back to psychopaths and sociopaths. Oh, yeah, we never did last episode. Like, would he be considered some kind of a sociopath because he's Psychopath, so, probably. Psychopath. Sociopaths are usually more, are, are like, forged by their environment. Why the fuck you want me to talk about it? What are you trying <laughs> to say, bro? I'm he, he's asking master, a good I'm point. I'm starting a mastermind for $22 a month. <laughs> Does he de- detail how he did that, though? Yeah, it, it was, he had a show. I'm finna Google it. Yeah, he did it, he did it on a show. It's like a one-hour one TV show. Elaborate, bro. <laughs> Elaborate. Uh, hold up, man. I was just trying to get you back in the game, dude, because like, I wanted to talk about like sociopaths and psychopaths. I think it's very interesting. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, there is a statistical similarity. Sociopaths Statistically, are psychopaths are. Well, I don't know. So you say successful people like, carry that trait, or from, most likely? A no. Well, most people. Are, you say you're born a psychopath, right? I thought sociopaths can change that, like a chameleon. 
Yeah, no, sociopaths are usually more... They're a little more charismatic. Right? No, sociopaths are typically more Google violent. It. Google it. I thought psychopaths would be. I think All right, so scroll down here. Uh, sociopaths are people often arbitrarily to describe someone who is apparently without conscience, hateful or hate-worthy. The term psychopath is used to convey a sociopath who is simply more dangerous, like a mass murder. So sociopaths are usually... I would say like a Bill Gates... Maybe a Zuckerberg. Mm, uh, although sociopaths and psychopaths <laughs> are often used interchangeably, they may overlap. Uh, each has a clear line of distinction. For example, sociopath is uh, is an unofficial term for antisocial uh, social personality disorder, while psychopath may not is not an official diagnosis and is not considered that. Scroll down. Uh, a sociopath. Make it clear that they do not care about others' feelings. That's a big thing. Behave in a hot-headed and impulsive way, prone to fits of anger and rage. Recognize what they are is doing, doing. Recognize what they are doing, but rationalize their behavior. Cannot maintain regular work and family life. Can form emotional attachment, but is difficult. A psychopath pretends to care. Display cold-hearted behavior. Failed to recognize other people's distress, have relationships that are shallow and fake, maintain a normal mm. life as a cover for criminal activity, fail to form genuine emotional attachments, may love people in their so own way. So we did way. have it backwards. Yeah, yeah, y'all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychopaths can right, have bro. a yeah. Psychopaths can have a career. Psycho like sociopaths are usually very violent. They have angry outbursts, and you can usually tell when someone's a sociopath. A psychopath is someone who le legitimately just does not care so about you. Jeffrey Dahmer was a sociopath. Hell no, he was a psychopath. Who? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he was a psychopath. He was very calculated and cold. Like a like a, a sociopath yeah. is someone who maybe had a really hard life, was molested, whatever, and then they have, like, fits of rage where oh. they go after it. Like, they'll, they'll just do it to your face. When you, th when you think about, like, serial killers, they, they think about, oh. like, on a psychological level of the three, they, I think they call it the McDonald, is uh, you have, uh, there's fire, piss, and animal abuse. What? And at a young age, let's say up to the age of, I think, 8 or 12, if you're pissing the bed, if you're abusing animals... Or if, if you're a pyromaniac, there's a good chance that you will display. If you're doing all three, you're probably if you do all three, you're probably going to be. A, you need to be locked up immediately because <laughs> you're, you're going to kill a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Psychopaths typically are, um, and a lot of people think of psychopaths. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people think of psychopaths as murderers, but that's a very small percentage of psychopaths. That's just psychopaths who well, want th to murder people. And my point is, Jake, is I think that percentage is skewed because I think. Those psychopaths get locked up early before they do a lot of damage. When a psychopath sure shows themselves, they usually get put away from society because, from what we just read, they can't handle it because they're so cold to it. They are going to use and abuse people. Yeah, but a lot of times they do it in a covert manner that you don't catch. They're usually really That's intelligent. That's a sociopath. From no, what we just go read. back. You're backwards. Go back. Sociopaths. Yeah, you're, you're backwards. So you can encounter a psychopath Look, and not never know it. Sociopaths behave in a hot-headed, impulsive way. Make it clear that they don't care about other That's a sociopath. Make it clear they don't care about other people's You're feelings. right. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, you yeah. are right, Jake. Yeah. You are right. Psychopaths pretend a, a to care. A psychopath is a little bit harder to tell. Yeah, psychopaths typically go on to be CEOs, lawyers, uh, brain surgeons. Yeah. And that's the way I've always heard it, too. I'm completely Perfect. backwards, too. Perfect yeah. reference there, Mo. Perfect, yeah. What movie? Uh, American, American Psycho. Psycho. You remember that film? Yeah. It was uh, I've actually Christian watched Bell. it, but I've seen Christian bits Bell. and pieces, yeah. 
Yeah. So psychopaths, yeah. The thing, a well, lot of times he, being a, we need psychopaths a lot of time because psychopaths often make the best brain surgeons because a normal person that is bound by emotions when they're working on a six year old's brain is going to be bound and, and kind of held back by, oh my God, if I make one wrong move, I could kill this child. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a little bit of a hesitation. That psychopath only really cares about everybody singing his praises after he saves the kid and the kid dies. He really doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So he just has, he's just cold to it. He's just so fix the brain. Boom. Everybody look how awesome I am. I, I saved did this kid. Did y'all watch the other uh, TV show on Amazon, The Boys? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there was the blonde haired guy. Uh, what was Homelander? Homelander. Would he be a sociopath? Yes. He's a sociopath. Okay, that's, a, that's a good example yeah. of it. Yeah, he'd be okay. a sociopath. I, I'm getting it together now. Yeah. Now, also with brain I thought surgery. You were smart. <laughs> Damn, Tyler. What was that? It's mean. Damn, he is smart. He just got you got to turn some terminology back. I don't back. mean anything by it. I was thinking you, the same thing. You might be new to this shit, derailing though. that he does. Like, yeah. That was so bad, Alan. Uh, I thought you were smarter than me, but now <laughs> look, I realize the truth. Y'all want to hear something embarrassing? I was brought on the radio one time, on ESPN radio one time, to talk about Mayweather and McGregor's boxing match. And I spent the entire radio show with their names backwards. Mm. And I was talking about how McGregor was the better boxer and Mayweather was going to have trouble boxing with, with mm. McGregor. I just kept getting the names backwards, and I didn't catch it until I went back and listened to it. Oh, what a dumbass. Oh, man. Real, so, close, so, guys, can, I could, I, I yeah, just real close names. I just kept getting them backwards. Nobody was correcting me. I get that, then. Yeah. Why weren't they correcting me? I don't know. They're like, know. aren't you supposed to be a fighter, you moron? You yeah. don't know the difference between Money Mayweather and Conor McGregor? Yeah, I, I think. Uh, maybe they weren't catching it either. I don't know. Oh my God. But How anyway, stupid. so back to your point. But like, check this out. It's like I was watching The Accountant with Ben Affleck last yeah. night. Yeah, mm -hmm. sociopath. Uh, no. No, he would have been psychopath. 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 I still can't get it Auti right. But I'm, auti I'm autism, coming along myself. Autism, someone on the spectrum. I'm just trying to elaborate this just to make sure I understand it. Is like, you remember how he lost his shit when yeah. he could not finish the process and then he would go home and beat his shins and roll it out and then he... He had to go justify. Yeah. And uh, obviously you go back and look at the guy's history, and obviously this is a movie, so it's not – it's fantasy. But, like, that's a psychopath. Okay. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not 100% sure. I think he was just on the spectrum. And okay. so it's a little bit different. I don't necessarily think he was he was necessarily a psychopath or a sociopath. You don't have to be either one to display because there's a lot of other personality disorders that can be confused with these, like narcissistic personality disorder can come across very similar to being a psychopath. What is that? Um, Y'all done throw me for a loop. So a narcissistic yeah. personality disorder is someone who really only cares about themselves. So um, you, 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 uh, no. Um, but I have worried before. Um, <laughs> no, it's someone who is who is. Uh, Usually they mess their kids up pretty bad. There's actually somebody in in. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna go into detail, but there's someone who, who I'm well kids? connected to. They're usually really shitty to their kids. Okay. Um, a lot of times their kids don't have a lot of memories of them, um, even though they were around. But they legitimately just like you're not. They're almost like not a person, honestly. Like they they just don't feel the same emotions that we feel. They don't feel empathy the way that we do. And so very similar. Like a psychopath doesn't feel empathy. Like. If you were to take a psychopath and kill their child right in front of them, they would be offended that you would go after their child, but it's about them. Mm. Like, how you're going to do that to me? Like, I'm not upset you killed my kid, but you're going to go after my kid? 
You, know, you see what I'm saying? Would and, they most and, likely retaliate though, or would they? Yeah, make probably, but because but because they would retaliate, they they may retaliate, not but out just out of love, right? Not out of love, but, but out, of, out of the fact you disrespected me by coming after my God. child. It's more retribution. It's more of a retribution so you're talking about, about them, like, like a Godfather or something. Well, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of those people were. I'm thinking about like like. Like you know what I mean? Like what's all that shit? Are you talking to me? I mean, I'm not a doctor, so y'all are y'all are like asking me. I've like oh, this is oh, all so just shit I've read. This is being full of shit again. This is just shit I've read on the internet. <laughs> oh goddamn! I mean, this is just shit that I like. I looked it up just like we just did because I was curious and I've read some papers and some 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 sites on yeah, what the differences it's the same are. Kind of thing, and I get backwards on it. It's like you you ever be around you know, be like somebody called you're a narcissist, you're a sociopath. Yeah. You're autistic. I've been called both. You're autistic. Never been called that I'm one. Like, I've been called that one. <laughs> I've had people say it, but not like I've legitimately been called a narcissist and a sociopath. Yeah. Um, and a psychopath. And then, and then, like I say, I go look it By up. By my family like, members. And, and I, I misinterpret, I guess, is like I my misunderstood. Mom. <laughs> yeah. well, it was, mm-hmm. Like I, I had sociopath and uh, psychopath backwards. Yeah, a lot of people do do that. It's really common. It's really common. So uh, common typically, so- sociopaths stuff, yeah. are, are made. Psychopaths are born. There's really nothing you can do. You can't cure psychop- uh, psychopathy. Um, you can't. There's not enough. And a lot of times, if you can put a uh, psychopath. What about, what about psychotic breaks, in your opinion? And I know you're not a doctor, but. Yeah, I'm definitely not a doctor. Like, yeah, y'all are all asking me. Like, I know this but shit. But just your opinion. Um, what about them? A psychotic break. Like, if, well, that's a totally if, different if, thing. If you was to have, like, a break. Let's say you had something traumatic that just kind of it, it broke yeah. your brain, and now you're. Yeah, that can happen out. to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of. What are you asking about, though, specifically? Like, would he be a psychopath no, at that point? No, it's a totally different thing. It's just a break. Totally different thing. You just, yeah, a psychotic break is just your brain broke. You're just crazy now. So let's like go to forever. Let's, let's go not to necessarily. Let's go to Killdozer with something such as that. Okay. Yeah, he's not a psychopath now. He could be a sociopath. You yeah, can't be a psychopath. Right. You can't just become a psychopath. Okay, it's, it's impossible. Like, and, and a really good, a really good um, way to tell if you're a psychopath or not. If you had a kid, if you had a, a, a pet as a child and that pet got killed, were you sad? Yes, you're not a psychopath. Mm. You're not a psychopath. Psychopaths wouldn't be sad. Psychopaths don't give a shit. Psychopaths don't have empathy. You gotta like, cry. You don't no, you don't have to cry. There's a lot so of people. They just don't, don't cry. really have any more. damn emotions. They just they don't they don't feel anything. Yeah. They yeah, don't that's, that's his point. They have no empathy. Yeah, there's so no like, empathy at all. Like they can sit here and watch a child starve to death or be murdered or whatever, and they will feel nothing. Hmm. They don't give a shit. So like my dog got hit by a car and I was like, dang. You're not a psychopath. Okay. Just if dang. you were like, dang, I'm sad. I just said not dang. a psychopath. I just said dang. So you weren't sad? I don't know. How do you not know if you're sad or not? I don't remember. Okay, then that's a bad exa- thing to bring up as an example. <laughs> okay. You should bring up something like when your dad died, were you sad? Of course. Then you're not a psychopath. He's my dad. Yeah, you're not so, a psychopath then. I wanted to ask you. To my understanding. While we're here, I wanted to ask you about this. Is with uh, more. I'm on here talking like I'm some fucking expert on this shit. Like, and y'all are all listening y'all to me. Y'all, like, y'all, y'all, y'all know more about, about it than I do because y'all, y'all didn't learn me. I some legitimately stuff was concerned about my mental health at a few times in my life. Yeah, and that's why I asked you because I know you. You've looked it up. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you, to, you talk about sadness in the morning of a pet dying or maybe even a family member or a friend. Uh, think about this. And I was thinking about concepts of uh, being surprised by joy with a passing of maybe a dog that you had for 14 years or maybe even the passing of a friend or family member, someone that you had, you adored. You said happy you about it. Uh, I think sadness and when we're going through the grievance process, I believe there's a screw up in that chain. Is if if you when that person passes and they're gone, you 
come to your mind because a lot of times it, it takes a lot of time to process that. Sure. When you come to terms with it, the sadness that you feel, um, I would argue, is more joy than it is actual sadness mm. or a negative emotion because like let's let's think about like maybe a celebrity that you never met in the past like Chris Cornell for me but like I was sad about his passing but like it didn't have an emotional effect as maybe my grandfather right yeah I've never had an emotional effect from a celebrity passing <laughs> right. I do not give a shit wow. right but like when I, and the, but when I go through I all the memories of let's say my grandfather Although I can never experience that again, and it comes in like a, a you know, a bunch of photographs all at once in, in the form of memories, of that is joy. Tag me in, bro. What about when Opie died on Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, I was sad. <laughs> okay, that one, that one. Yeah, all but that, right. that's not a that's no, not a celebrity. I don't dying. give a shit. That's a feeling, though. Oh no, no, I, I definitely, I'm, I am uh, most certainly not a psychopath. Okay, I, because I'm well, just making sure. I am, I am for one thing. I'm dogmatically loyal to my tribe. Like I love my people. I'm like I have really you. strong emotional responses to once you're in my clique, once you're in my circle. I'm dogmatically loyal, and I get really upset if something happens to you. I want you to win. Um, I get, but the thing is, I don't feel a lot for you before that. Like, but that's Opie, how I know I'm not. Opie made the circle up. Yeah, but Opie, like, I got emotionally involved, invested in that show, and Opie. I'll be honest with you. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. Oh. <laughs> Opie and Jax's relationship, in a lot of ways, kind of mirrored me and Joe to me. Yeah. And so, like, Opie was like Joe to me. So watching Opie get killed, I almost felt like I was watching Joe get killed. Because you related to him. I related yeah. to him. I related to, to Jackson Opie as, like, me and Joe. So then when Juice got killed, you was like, dang, Oh, Tyler. fuck Juice. Dang, Tyler. Nah, fuck Juice. Nah, I didn't give a shit about Juice. Okay. Nah, when, when Juice got killed on Sons of Anarchy, I was ready for him to die. He should have died. I wish he'd have died way <laughs> he earlier. He should have been gone. He should have been gone. Like, I guess to kind of finish the point, like, all those emotions that you feel with the passing of a pet or of a beloved family member or a friend. Or Opie. Or Opie. Is like that sadness and that grievance is actually joy because mm. like. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I think I don't, it, I don't, I don't get uh, to, I, I don't have those feelings. How do you I, get I to think that? It, I think it's a climax. Yeah, I don't, I haven't, I don't, think I've ever, I don't guess I've ever got there, man. How Maybe I need to get, get better at dealing with my emotions. How do you feel like you've gotten to that yeah i've never I mean, felt what, that if it, if, especially if it's a sudden death and you're not ready you're not prepared for that well just right? the point that you got worked over like cancer work, okay yeah i'm happy just because of the point that you got worked over by it was it's it's proof that you were invested and all the good times that you had all those it's kind of a bittersweet feeling. That's just it. That's the feeling I it's get. A Not a really it's a, joy, it's a but I do symphony. get I do get the bittersweetness of it. Have like I remember else getting dead. Um, as you, I can I, see that. I've, I've had bittersweet feelings of closing chapters of my life. Yeah, and yeah. those times will never be able to be had again. Yeah, yeah, and it's sad, but that it's kind of like a bittersweetness. Like shit. Um, and I've and I've had that several. I remember, like I remember one night. You remember that night? I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you were there. We were all at the Outback Shack, and we had this big thing, and it was like, man, this is probably going to be the last time before we're all married? together. And no, it was before that. It was before Joe left. Okay. And it was. That, that was the last night we were all together. That's the last night we all got together and partied, and we all raised the glass. And I just had this really realization, and that's the reason I gave that toast, was because I had that realization. I was like, guys, this is going to be it. 
I just knew that night that's going to be, and it was a bittersweet moment. It was, but I was very sad. But I knew that we were closing that door to that time of our life. I knew that that was it. Is that being you know? an adult though, being okay with that shit? Because um, that seems like it sucks. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know that I was ever really okay with it. I'm okay with it now. I think of it as a rite of passage. Yeah, I, I, I mean, but you know what? I think most people, I think most people get to those moments and don't know that they're there. That is one. That is one thing about me that I will say in okay. a positive light is I do usually see those moments when they're there. Like I remember, like my first football, last football game, my last time hanging out with all my boys. Like I, I just had this knowledge of I've got like my when I played high school. The whole time I played high school football, I was like, I'm gonna get a couple years to do this. And I'll never do it again. So I'm just going to go all in and make the absolute most of it. Same thing when I uh, was hanging, you know, like that, those last couple of nights hanging out with my buddies and we were all out. And I kind of thought that was never going to end. I kind of thought, man, we're always going to be best friends and yada, yada, yada. And it kind of kind of came to, a, to a, a closing. And I still didn't really understand that it was over, 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 over. There's a lot of maturity it takes. Dude. But and I just I don't think it needs, even necessarily has to be. I think a lot of times we move on and we cut off homeboys that we don't have to cut off. I think a lot of times. Well, I mean, that this card's what you said earlier, though, because, like, you grow as a person and then you begin to pursue things. Right. And, and that's what really, that's what separates you. Yeah. That's honestly what does it. And, and, like, and I didn't, I, mean, I wasn't ready for the friends that weren't going to do that with me. I thought that I, and, and one, and y'all, I know these two know what I'm talking about. I had one that I honestly really, I did not think was not going to move forward with me and, uh, and, and kind of left. And he gone. I just, I never, I had a couple that way that I just, I, I didn't realize that what I wanted out of life was so drastically different than what he wanted out of life. And it was going to make it so we couldn't keep being friends. And if you have a friend that wants the world is, is trying to take on the world. If you're not like, if you don't kind of like have that same vision, you're not going to, he's looking at the picture of somebody. Uh, he's not, you're not going to go with them. And that was, I think that was one of the hardest things for me. And the other, and the thing is, as you keep going, like we were talking about earlier, as you continue, the rooms are just going to get smaller mm -hmm. and small. And that's why people say, man, it's lonely at the top because as you keep going, the rooms get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until, you know, I mean, and like a lot of adults know, like if you got two or three, like for real homies that have been with you since yourself. the, since day one, you're doing pretty damn good. If you got two homeboys, three homeboys, whatever, like if you got a couple that have been with you since the back in the day mm -hmm. and they're still your homeboy, mm -hmm. bro, you're doing good. Yep. You're doing good. You're doing real damn good. Most people have zero Think about all the people that have zero, have none. Most people, most people have none. That's crazy, but that's life, you know. And people move on, and you want different things, and and it seems like you know what you know what was really the sad thing for me. I'm gonna tell y'all some of the most depressing times in my life. Um, I didn't build this gym for me. I, I honestly didn't. I didn't build this gym to get rich. I did not build this gym to get rich. I could have got rich doing what I'm doing now. Doing real estate. That's why I'm doing it now. Because now I want to get rich. You know, like I built this gym for my homies. I built this gym for my day ones because I thought that if I got it big enough, I could hire them and we could all be buddies and we could all work together and and we were we would have this big monster gym. We take over and I I remember we watch Fast and Furious after this. I was uh quote yeah, together. Family. 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 And I looked around one day. 
And I remember this has happened a couple times and it just happened again recently, which is part of the reason why I've, I've kind of moved on. I looked around. I was like, damn, none of the people I did this for are still here. Mm. Why am I doing this? And so I started over with new people and I built it up again. And I remember I had some employees at the time, two to be exact, that I went to and I was, I'd already left. I'd left the gym. I wasn't doing this anymore. I was doing what I'm doing now. I was doing real estate. And I was like, hey guys, I'm out. I'm out. If you guys want to do this, I'll get you the tools to do it right. I'll give you all the support you need. I'll give you the money you need that I can get my hands on. But I'm out. Well, a few years went by, and I built this gym up, and I, we were successful. We were making money, and they were gone. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? I can make this much money doing some other shit. I can make this, like, uh, everything I did it for was for nothing. And I'm sitting here at 30 years old, a little after 30 years old. I'm looking around. I'm like, bro, look, what the fuck was this all for? For me, I didn't want. I, like, I didn't even want this. I was doing this for everybody else, uh-huh. and that's and I, that's really and that was the point in my life. That's how I know I'm not a fucking psychopath because that was the point in my life. Where I was like, man, fuck everybody else. I'm finna go get fuck. I'm finna go get mine. If I'm in this for the fucking money, I'm gonna go get some fucking money. Like, like I'm not gonna sit here and fucking grind every month to make a, a couple thousand dollars a month, a few thousand. Everybody thinks I'm super rich. Like all my money got reinvested. I, I don't have shit to show for it. Like, fuck that shit. I'm going to go get mine. And, and I'm going to take care of my people that have had my back. And if you want to stay on my team, you can stay on my team. But I'm going to the fucking top now. I'm going to the fucking top now. I'm going to get rich now. I'm not fucking worried about building it just for everybody else. I'm going to build this shit for my family. I'm going to build this shit for the people that want to go with me. If you want to go with me, come on, get in. Let's fucking go. But I'm done fucking sacrificing and waiting and building shit for other people. Because they're not going to stick around. They're not going to be there in five years. And, and that was a, I'll be honest with you, man, that probably rude triggered awakening. That was probably, I mean, that was a 12 year long rude awakening mm. of me pouring everything I fucking had into people, everything I fucking had and giving everything to these people. And I turn around and the moment other things or better things came along, they fucking left. The moment that they had another option, they took it I mean, we can over think. and over and over again. And I got so depressed from it. Like, I got so depressed. That's like we was talking about a while back. You got to have people on your team that can look through the same binoculars you're looking through and see the same vision that you got. Yeah, and if you and, and if the, the vision's off and the vision's different, it's like you're saying, they're going to bounce. And the thing is, their vision may change halfway through the journey. you got to find a journey that's big enough for you, big yeah. enough for them, but when they leave, you still have a purpose. Yeah. Because if you don't, and, and the gym, I, I did have that because I really believed I was helping people, and I still do. I truly believe that teaching people Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA, martial arts, the things that we teach, I truly believe I'm helping them. I truly believe that people are better off when they come and train me. I leave people better than I found them. I truly believe that. Well, no if I that. could That's not, good. if I did not believe that, I could not do this, and I could not charge what I charge. I truly believe that. But I've got at a certain point, I gotta pick me. At a certain point, I gotta start being like, all right, man, like I gotta, I gotta go. I have this big, huge vision. I have this vision of something so big that I'm not gonna do it at MMA gym in Columbus, Mississippi. I'm just not. It's not going to get me there. So at this point, I'm going to be honest with you. If Mo quit tomorrow, this gym's done. I'm just going to be real with you. That's just me being like bearing it out there. If Mo quits, we're done. I'm not going to hire another one. I'm not looking for somebody else. I'm not going to come back and set appointments again. We're done. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm honestly at a point now, I'm keeping the gym open because I love it. It's what he does. It, we 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 keep, we monetize the podcast and stuff through it. But at the end of the day, I also just want to train. 
and I want I believe that we help people and I want to keep helping people. But at the end of the day, if uh, if I've got to pick again, because years ago I was I was when one of those employees left, I had a choice to make. I was like, okay, I've either got to go back to the gym and rebuild it, or I've got to close it and do and do do this. And you're tired. Yeah, and I'm gonna point out, I was like, I just I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. I can't rebuild this again. I can't start over. I just don't. I don't have the energy. Yep. I just don't. It's taxing. I'm just done. I'm just done. That's just it's my real really shit. Sad. It's a really sad story you just told. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really trying to be sad. It's just honestly, no, I just, view it as like I'm I'm finally free. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm better. finally I'm finally like I'm finally coming to terms with reality, and I'm able to like I've always felt like I was meant for more, but I was like I, I always felt like I was meant to go 200 miles an hour, but I was in a Honda. Mm. That's how I felt my forever. Damn. I felt like I was supposed to be going 200 miles an hour, but I'm stuck in this fucking Honda. That now, will not, that won't break 90. But now you've got out of the Honda? But now I'm like, out of the Honda and I'm building a fucking Lamborghini. Nice. You know what I mean? My Lamborghini's not going 200 miles an hour yet, but I'm in something that I think can get me there or I hope can get me there. And we're going to find out if I'm capable of going 200 miles an hour. Well, I, I, think say, so. I say props to you and I say props to Mo. Like with something that you built, such as Relentless, and to trust Mo with carrying it on. I think that says a lot about you and a lot about Mo. It says a lot about Mo too, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it says probably a whole lot more about Mo. It does say, say more about Mo for sure. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it, we just we just. I'm not. I'm talking about some shit I was not intending on talking about on this podcast. Hey, we get real. Yeah, like, we get this, real. On this, this, real. this is some real shit right here. Yeah, it's, it gets yeah, real. Wednesday man. episodes get real as hell. Yeah, this. But that's just that's just where I'm at, man. I just I'm I've. I've I've been doing this now for uh, for twelve going on thirteen years full time. This has been my job for twelve years, mm-hmm. and um, it just you know it, it comes to a time where you're just like, all right, I got to make a decision. Ass twelve years too, then man, you, maybe God, for well. you, it's been fast, but man, it's been a tough. I guess, well, years. yeah, I guess I just bro, I've had that. I've had I had somebody on national TV say just fuck Jake Reeves and fuck Relentless MMA. Like, I mean, I've I've uh I've dealt with some shit doing this shit. Damn, when was that? Jason Williams. I, I got him a fight yeah. on WSOF. I mean, yeah, I mean, but, yeah but it's still I mean, still I've stuck my neck out for somebody, got him a fight. He got it in his head somehow I was trying yeah. to set him up or whatever and then got on national TV and said F me and F this gym yeah. and told everybody that was there in gym shirts to take the take the gym shirt off. I do remember that, but his words don't carry a bit of fucking. Yeah, money. but I mean it's just still I mean it's still something that was I mean I do I know, I know it's still somebody that you had built a relationship with yeah. you thought was your friend and you're trying to take care of that you're trying to like help out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have all these people that I'm not and I'm not saying that I was blameless in all in every situation either. Because you know, like I, I've been recently accused of some pretty fucking rid- ridiculous shit. Yeah, being in a mafia. Yeah, like ridiculous ass shit. But um, I also am not ignorant to the fact that I have been blameless in the last 12 years either. Mm-hmm. My ego, my uh, um, my ego has been a big issue for sure. My ego has been a big issue here. And it's something that I've had to... This this gym has helped me bring that down. Like the the things I've been through here has helped me like mm. kind of bring my ego down a notch and realize like you know I'm not like a lot of time when you chase your own ego you hold yourself back because one of the most important things to success is realizing you can't do shit all by yourself and yeah. it takes other winners being around you helping you get there to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And if you want to be the number one star of the show all the time, if you want to be the main guy, whatever, that you're going to run off anybody that has the capability of getting you to that next level. And that's been that. I mean, so I'm not ignorant to that. I'm not ignorant to that fact. I'm not ignorant to the fact that it hasn't been me. But this last 12 years has been fucking rough. I ain't gonna lie to you. And then you look around. Man, I've got a, a daughter. I might get emotional talking about this. I got a daughter that's 16 years old, and I fucking missed it. I didn't see any of it. I was here. Yeah. You know, I missed her growing up. I missed all of it. I missed every night. I haven't tucked my kids into bed one time in 12 years. Real salt, you know. Now I'm getting emotional. Y'all take off. You're a crybaby. I that am a little crybaby ass bitch. That shit sucks, but I mean, yeah. you're doing it for them, so don't be fucking sad right, about but it. But then you look around and you're like, "Damn, am I?" Maybe not. Maybe not. First hand, but second hand, yeah. In a way, yeah. But like, they don't have shit without you doing it for you or whoever you do it for. So that's what the true. But shit, make? I can make the same amount of money I'm doing this working a fucking regular ass job. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't that's really, also the, can't probably really the fuel for what you're tackling now, though. Right, your rockets fixing to take off. I gotta, right? I gotta do something. Right, you know, and so yeah. I'm very motivated. Little crybaby ass bitch over here. Well, I mean, you wow. got folks like this on your <laughs> team. Though, the only so, thing I mean, that would make it better if you had a Mike's Hard Lemonade in your. Head. I know it, right, man, dude? Could you imagine if we turned this into a short and I had a Mike's Hard Lemonade? Well, oh my god! You want to redo it and actually cry the, tears? The comment section. Oh, oh. <laughs> Would rip me baby a new one. Bitch. Put them tears on, my boy. If I drink one, I'm gonna drink a sugar free. Put them tears <coughs> on, yeah, dog. I don't know if that's all I got. But, uh, but real talk, sure. man, and I think every dad deals with that, right? Of every course. dad deals with that because you you have this constant battle of am I gonna be there for my children or am I gonna provide for my children? Because mm-hmm. you can't be, and it's like that. What is it? T D. Jake said like, or whoever it was like, no man can get it 100. You cannot get it 100. You can't be everything to your kids. Right. How many times you, have you just have you said to me and everyone else that we're not even designed to be there? Well, we, we are designed them. to be there. We're not designed to be there in the same way the mother is. Right. But, I mean, Which we are designed to go out and hunt. The kids in. Yeah, I think What's I think the, dad needs to be there too. I mean, nurture, dude. yeah, I mean, I, I think that I we're think still that out hunting at nine o'clock when the kids go to yeah, bed. Yeah, but kids so. are meant to be meant. Little boys are meant to be with their dad hunting, in my opinion, by eight, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine years old. Well, you give them. You should be. Years. You should be eight, nine. Sorry, gonna be eight this year. You know. Uh, you see the statistics on everything. Take them hunting. It's, it's kind of crazy how things are turning over, and I don't know if it's just the, the cultural landscape, but uh, homeschool statistics. Oh yeah, are shooting through the roof. Yeah, a lot of people are homeschooling now, and uh, I think that's a great thing. Especially, I think I think it could be a great thing. Well, I mean, like, think about all the negative things that we think about homeschooling, right? They won't be properly socialized. They'll be weird and awkward. But see, well, I think that was an old thing because I think now we had the same thing with my son because he'd been homeschooled. But I think that was kind of an old thing that people used to you think. You your son? He's past couple of years. You know, he's had yeah. eyesight issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we put him in there because of that. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. But um, I think that used to be something in the past where they're like, oh, if they're homeschooled, they're going to be – you know, weird. Uh, they'll be degenerate. But now that's when people started degenerate. saying, "Well, we want to homeschool our kids." So they started creating these social well, like homeschool. Uh, there's always been homeschool groups, right? But right groups like yeah, so I was meet in homeschool groups group too. Yeah, but, yeah, but you only, you're still only meeting up but like the, the, the predominance still is better of than in this area was so low. <laughs> yeah, 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 school dances. Yeah, I mean, we we heard yeah. you. We yeah. heard you heard hot for teacher story. We, we heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I homeschooled, and I think, I think, I think. It's another one of those things, the homeschool versus public school versus private school thing. 
Again, like I just don't think there's a way to get it 100. I don't think that there is there a is right any. answer. You did well, all three. I, right? I, I think, I've I done think, all three. Yeah. I Which think, one was like, better? Check this out. If for if, me, private school probably was the best one. If a child is homeschooled, like for socialization, because every child needs it. Like, think about some of the rowdiest kids that we know in Columbus. They're here in this gym, and they 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 train here. Yeah. And that's great for them. That's socialization. They get right. to be with their peers. Yeah. They could also be involved playing little league baseball, football, whatever else. Yeah. Soccer uh, is church is well, good, one, church one, is yeah. good socialization. Now, part of this was yeah. And I, I did church and I did football. Um, and you're you're not awkward by any means. Yeah, Jake. it could have been though. I, 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 I ride the line what, sometimes. Maybe around four years now. Something like that. Yeah, four or five years. And I, I don't get any kind of like, oh, this dude used to be fucking homeschooled. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, don't I feel get that. that. I feel know? that. Um. The thing about it is, though, when you do play, like, sports, this was my experience anyway, when you play sports with kids that go to public school together, you're never really one of them. That is a point. I, I never felt like Being I was. Being from the outside, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, when yeah, you're, you're the homeschool kid, an outsider yeah. looking you're never really one of the group. Right. Like, you you're never, I, I they see all that. go to school together. They all they, go to school together, they and they don't, they don't really like you. They have chemistry together. Right. They they spend all day together. They play and play, go to recess together. They mm-hmm. go to lunch together. And then you just – you're this outside kid coming in now, and you homeschool, and we don't know you. Right. And you just – you don't really ever – Do y'all remember the – I, the I never guy. was able to – New guy. Yes. Do you remember – Yeah, I remember. Uh-huh. It's the perfect example of that. That that's comedy good. film, The New Guy. good movie. You know that. I know the movie. Where I just he learned the eye. Okay. Like, you know, he goes to the new school, and he has to – He's remaking his oh, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when he broke his, he yeah. broke his penis at the other school? Yeah, and he had to. Ch- he had to I, I never really school. watched this. You should, you should watch. And he's it. like, it's actually day one. Good. You got to find the baddest mofo in the school and kick his ass. Like it's prison. Yeah, yeah exactly. He you know, this is. Prison. You know, what's funny is uh, that's actually what I did. Though I've never seen this movie. But that's what I did. I reinvented myself when I moved here and, that's and started exactly going to school. What the movie's about? Yeah, I was like this. Yeah, you're the new guy. Yeah, I was a loser. Kind of a, I was a super strong Christian. Uh, I didn't cuss. I didn't do anything bad. I was super straight lace. Um, none of the kids really liked me. I wasn't really popular. I got picked on a lot. And I moved to Columbus, and I was like, damn, this shit's going to stop. I'm going to completely reinvent myself. And I reinvented myself based on my it's cousin even Dustin. It's hard for me to imagine that side of you. Yeah, now. yeah, that was, that was who I was. And so um, you really can become whoever you want to become. Like, yeah. you can change yourself. Yeah. You because you reinvented yourself too, right? I do it all the it's time. The yeah. of, it's the beauty, and I've reinvented myself I a couple of times. Do it it's, it's all the, the time, though. <laughs> yeah, it's the beauty of moving. You go to but a like, place. I, I changed, right? Yeah. I and it's so funny because all the people that knew me from when I was like at, in Vernon, when I lived in Vernon, a lot of them don't even think I'm the same person. Like a lot of them are like, "That's not the same guy." Oh, you like, know that funny story. is I reinvent myself like every time I sit down at this table. Oh yeah, differently, differently, but the you same. Say that, but like fans of the show, they. They still know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, but I try to get worse and worse and worse. Oh, they know. that. I think that's more like comedy. Yeah, like what I think that's, they you're, still, you're creating a character. Yeah. But the thing well, is, is I kind of like became my character, and uh, I think you do too. I don't know. I think you will when you play it long enough. Like you become when, it. When you and I hang out in regular, regular everyday life, like we did the other day, it was totally different. Yeah, for sure. And when I'm when I'm hanging out with you off air, it's different. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. different too. My own air persona is a little different. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's different. I try to make it close. But, like, so my, my life story in when I lived in little bitty still, Missouri, was so much different than now, yes. Yeah. In real life. But then my story from here in real life now is so much different from my story here at this table. Yeah. It's weird. Right. I'm not redlining. I'm not even yellow lining hardly. You are redlining. Yeah, you are. 
Well, it's barely. Awesome. Not like you. Whenever it just turns all the way red. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm he not, maxes I'm out not the point. I, I'm not pointing fingers. I know I'm the worst one at redlining. He's pointing. He's um, this guy. I wouldn't do anything Mr. Porch Talk. So anyway, I, I I will say though, you can't. You become the character you play if you play long enough, and if you want to become it. Um, so all this like I can't change bullshit. Like you absolutely can. Like, oh, you can absolutely to become. Say that you can't well, I mean, change. Yeah, I if, am who I am. You if, should love me for who I am. If like, anybody has a story of like change, I mean, think about Wes. Dude, your story from coming from here to Texas is so fucking. Oh yeah, wild you were buck and wild. bizarre. You yeah. were buck wild. That, yeah. It's so funny because we're opposite. Yeah, I had a wild childhood. Yeah, I've told y'all about that. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I was uh, headed down a very wrong path. Um, Thank God for that move, right? Can yeah. I interject? Oh, yeah, I was a young young teenager in, introduced into drugs and all that. Oh, I didn't hear him. Go. No, go ahead. No, go. No, I want you to cook. <laughs> I'm listening to you cook, bro. No, I, I, it's like you saying, uh, man, at the age of, I don't know, what, 12, 13, 14? I mean, I was smoking joints. I took my first hit of acid at 14. Eat Hell ass. yeah, dude. Partying. Did you yeah. eat ass? No. Uh, okay. That wasn't part of that lifestyle. We were Jimi Hendrix in it. Nice. But no, well, like you say, nice, it, it was a good thing that I, I think it was, um, I think it was divine intervention that I got put out here. Maybe not because I don't think the Lord calls his parents to split, but for my parents splitting, it brought me out this way. And I mean, I think it was a good thing because I was headed down the wrong path. I think that when we start and several of the people that I hung out with, two or three of them are dead now. One of them's in prison for another 15 years. So uh, I think that was some definitely intervention. So, yeah, I think that might be some divine intervention there for yeah. you, homeboy. I mean, maybe not. I'm not saying God loves you more than he loves the other kids, but I, I think, think that I think that I set it down a strong, uh, wrong path, dude. I think that Gangs it's stupid that for us to, to assume we know what God's doing. Yeah. I don't even like but, talking about it that way, Jake. Right. You know? I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. either. Like, like divine. Like, every, I think everything kind of is and isn't divine intervention. But like for you, it was yeah, divine intervention. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. What? I'm just listening, but I'm also watching his face while you talk. It's very interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think I think to even just assume that we can know the nature of what God is. Yeah. Is right, is kind of kind of stupid in a way, right. but but I definitely think it's. But it's funny because me and you kind of had almost opposite stories mm-hmm. of, like, I was kind of the super straight lace kid. And I moved here and kind of tried to be bad. And I've I honestly, like, real talk, I've always kind of been. Y'all a, saved each other. In a, well, we didn't even know each other. But I've always kind of been a good kid trying to be bad. Well, that's like me. I, I, I don't think I was a bad kid by any means. I never got in trouble. I didn't intend to get in trouble. I was just doing things that could have got me in trouble. Yeah. I was just hanging with the wrong crowd, just doing. I knew. I, I don't know. People I you hang around is important, man. You that's try, what, that's yeah. what we were talking about earlier, oh, man. Course. The, the yeah. people you are the average of your five best friends. And that's like I was saying. The, one of the guys that was my closest friend, he's in prison now. I'm not fixing to drop names because I'm not going to do it to his family. And then two, or, two or three of the other guys I hung out with, two of them I know have killed themselves. Oh wow! And I think one of them, me and the other one, I think we've straightened up. Good for y'all, dude. I'm yeah. glad you're here. Two out of five. Two yeah. out of five. That's not, not bad. good odds. Yeah, not bad that you. Yeah. I mean, it's good that you made good it out. When I say you. not bad, I mean like. I'm glad you're the success yeah, story you, of all this because I like you. A I mean, lot. I wouldn't have even known you if you hadn't been. And you're such a fun, like, yeah, funny true. dude and a good dude. Like, it's crazy, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just want to shower you with love, real quick, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's been a, it's been a, uh, a deep episode. It's a good episode too. Two yeah. episodes in a row, and dope. yeah, deep, deep, deep shit. Real deep. And y'all got anything else? I got to tell a story before we go. Tell it. Tell it. Tell okay. story, yeah. I'm going to set the tone for everybody, right? Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you ain't finna try to tell that again. All right, I was going to, but your face says no. He caught it. So, he caught it. It sucks so bad because I was going to do it. I was going to say, 
Mm. You know, the setting is <laughs> five twenty one twenty three, <laughs> around twelve o'clock in the afternoon. But I'm not gonna do it. I appreciate that. It's fine. I appreciate that. I'm gonna do it eventually, and you're I'll, gonna have to let me. I'll let you do it on porch talk. This you got one. it. There you go. Done. Nice. We can just do and an audio. That's not my character episode. on porch talk, though. God that is dang true. It, man. That, that is true. So that bad. is true. It's, I'm just trying to be He's like a total regular different old Tyler persona, hanging out with dude. Jake on freaking porch is he all talk. Prop, does he like, talk proper? And you can't use his pronunciation. And you can't be well, actually. You would think he was the same character proper on two different shows. Man. I feel like you probably should be. It don't make your character should be the same across all platforms. I shoot a little bullshit and we get a little drunk and I say a little stuff, but. But I do not free. It's not, I can't. I don't free base cocaine <laughs> with know, Alan maybe, because it's just me and Alan. Maybe if Alan is just There's a no little one there boring, to pick up I will. The pieces. <laughs> yeah, if Alan, if Alan starts into his bullshit, I'll wreck it. Yeah, <laughs> but not intentionally. So it's been a good episode, guys. I appreciate y'all. It's been real. Uh, I did. I was honestly really not intending on getting on any of that today, <laughs> but that's some real. That's honestly real shit. That's like. If y'all want to like get into my my mind and the reason why I'm doing some of the things I'm doing, you're gonna be a meme now. That's it. What is that? You know, like teary eyed Michael oh, cause Jordan. I, I got all teary eyed yeah. about talking about not being. I mean, that was a real like that was a real shit. And then I, you know what what it really was too. The other reason why I'm kind of pivoting was when I realized like at the gym I, we've had trouble keeping coaches right, mm-hmm. like people to, to help teach. And when I realized, especially like jujitsu and stuff, and when I realized like this may never end. Like I like I always thought that I would get the gym to a place where I could be there and like go to my kids' football practices and do all these things if I needed to, and then I've kind of failed doing that and I'm, I may not ever get there. And so when I, that was another thing was like, all right, man, like I'm I may never be able to let go, let go of this, so I got to do something else. Mm-hmm. And because I mean that was a big thing. Like I'm not I'm not I don't believe that you should. I think it can be dangerous when you start sacrificing for your family. Like when you start sacrificing your dreams for your family, I think sometimes you're you're sort of doing the wrong wrong by your family when you do that because you end up resenting them. Yeah. If you if what you if that. you're giving up what you really want to do, I but what, that, if yeah. you and then you a lot of times they end up kind of not really respecting you as much yeah. too because oh you know he resents me and he's like mm. he's angry all the time because he gave up on his dreams but I didn't ask him to give up on his dreams right. and now he's angry at me and he's pissed off at the world but then I also like coming to terms with the fact that I want to go 200 miles an hour and I'm stuck in a Honda. And my kids are suffering for it. It was the combination of the two mm-hmm. of like, I'm not living my life to the fullest potential that I want to. And my kids are suffering because I'm not living to that potential. That was like the two things that really hit me hard and made me start pivoting. It takes a lot of balls to do that. And that's why I like to call it the man up podcast, dude. Thanks, baby. That's been a good episode, guys. We'll see y'all in the next one. Make sure to go subscribe to us on YouTube. Go hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at the Mississippi Superman. Also, go check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts um, at the Man Up Podcast. We'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace. Shout out Mills Home Center. Woo!